Yo, what up, what up? Top of the top, episode 126, Stash House Podcast. Appreciate everybody for tuning in. This week's topic is the NBA playoffs. Going to talk about the ending to the first round series. Also, my thoughts on the second round series. And, of course, my Lakers got bounced out in the first round. So, I'm going to get my thoughts on that. Also, make sure you guys check out this week's podcast playlist. We midway into the year, so I'm giving you guys 20 of my favorite records so far from this year. So all that in mind, sit back, relax, enjoy episode 126, Stash House Podcast. Let's get it. Yo, what's good? Episode 126, Stash House Podcast. Your boy Tyler checking in. Appreciate everybody for listening. First time listeners, salute. If you tune in weekly, appreciate you. And you just saw some topics you may want to hear about. Salute to you also. Like, share, subscribe, retweets, leaving reviews, whatever the case may be, man, to help support the podcast. I greatly, greatly appreciate it. Hope everybody had a safe week, man, a safe weekend. Getting back on the grind. We in June, about mid-June almost. So, you know what I'm saying? Hope everybody doing good on the up and up. No other place to start. The NBA playoffs in full effect still going on. But... Y'all know I got to talk about my Lakers first, man. Before I get to it, I do want to say the NBA, it's some way I just hope they can find a way to have these West Coast games earlier in the day. I don't know how they're going to do it because I know, you know, out Cali, Denver and everything, they were three hours behind us. So I don't know how they're going to work that out. But for me personally, I mean, with my work schedule and all, I personally would love West Coast games to be on an earlier time. Not sure how that's going to work out. I know they said for the NBA Finals, they want to make that an earlier start time also. So let's see how that goes. But me personally, I want the West Coast games earlier. And the only West Coast games I really was paying attention to in the playoffs were, of course, my Lakers in the first round. Well, it was good while it lasted, man. (laughs) Uh, The Phoenix Suns. Cleaned up my Lakers in six games. Defending both both other teams in the NBA Finals last year are eliminated. The Miami Heat, of course, were swept by the Bucks. My Lakers eliminated by the Phoenix Suns. I'm not going to say the bubble was a fluke or anything like that, but I said it before. Right when the bubble was announced, I'll say, I said it on the podcast, they should have named the NBA playoffs, the NBA Finals, something different in the bubble. Because the situation was going to be different when you bring fans back in the arenas, when you bring traveling back. It's just going to be a lot different. And I'm not going to say both teams were exposed because, you know what I'm saying, different years, different players left, whatever the case may be. But I wasn't shocked that, you know what I'm saying, both teams were eliminated first round when you see the game and how both teams were playing. But – just to go back on the bubble situation, I said it from the get-go. I just wish the bubble would have been named something different in terms of the playoffs in the NBA Finals. And for me personally, now with my Lakers out the playoffs, within the span of six months of 2021, my favorite teams in sports, Ohio State, took an L against Alabama in the national championship. Lakers, of course, losing in the first round of the NBA playoffs. If you want to go even deeper into it, <laughs> uh, I think it was November, you can make the argument that Gucci lost the verses to Jeezy if we're talking strictly off 20 records or however many records they played. So it hasn't been great for the podcast in terms of my favorite teams and 
versus or whatever the case may be. But definitely my favorite teams, Ohio State football and the L.A. Lakers. Hasn't been great for them. But the Lakers just coming off an NBA championship. So this L, well, the L was bad, but I was like, well, we did win last year. But in the same circumstances as Ohio State, in a way, man, for me, injuries and just the the way they look while playing, it just felt like they were just out of it, man, after the injuries. But let's get into it. First, let's start with the Suns. Off real, got to salute my partner once again, Jamal Kennedy, the one Phoenix Suns fan I do know. He been rolling with them for some years now. They weren't afraid of the moment. You know what I'm saying? They weren't afraid of the moment. Young team. They acquired Chris Paul, his veteran leadership. That definitely rubbed off on a lot of the players on the team, you can tell. And we've seen it numerous times where, okay, you rank number one, you rank number two, number three going into the playoffs, and you just don't – like. What we saw in the regular season doesn't equate what we see in the playoffs. We've seen that numerous times. And we've seen a lot of great teams run up against LeBron James and just fold under the pressure. They weren't afraid of the moment, man. The Phoenix Suns, big, big salute to them on that. Devin Booker, you know, the one thing about Devin Booker I can say, when you see a killer, you know a killer. When it turns to basketball, man, you know a killer when you see a killer. And Devin Booker, he definitely got it in him. When you go into L.A., close out the series in L.A., and the press conference say, yeah, I know Kobe was there in the building. I had to put on the show for Kobe. While beating the Lakers, man, you just, you a killer, man. So salute to Devin Booker. Salute to Chris Paul, man, the Phoenix Suns team and organization. They definitely, definitely showed and proved, in my opinion. But in terms of the Lakers, man, so many issues. I'm going to start at game three. That's why I'm starting at game three. The series were tied one to one. Income game three. The Lakers take game three, go up two to one. And what do we see? The cockiness. That's what I'm going to call it. Not the confidence, the cockiness. You saw they was laughing at Jay Crowder, whoop de whoop, LeBron doing his little thing. And I was like, oh, boy, here we go. The whole old LeBron's leadership telling Caldwell Pope he want him to shoot the ball. And I was like, oh, man, I, I see what's about to happen. Meanwhile, Anthony Davis is not playing. So I'm like, oh, boy, we know we don't have AD. We need to calm down. If we don't have AD, man, we just need to calm down a little bit without AD. So my thing with that, I'm not mad at the cockiness, but what happened to last year with the whole jobs not finished mentality that we have, man, don't give me all that in game three, man. Do not give it that to me in game three. The coaches and the players not making adjustments, man. And I'm not rolling with the whole narrative, oh, it's a quick turnaround for the Lakers and the Heat. They coming off of a... Uh, you know what I'm saying? Long run in the bubble. I'm not rolling with that narrative, man. When you know you're in the playoffs, you're in the playoffs. You got to turn that energy on, man. Of course, I'm watching from the sidelines. So, of course, I know fatigue plays a role. I'm sure a lot of players were injured, you know what I'm saying? Bumps and bruises along the way. But I'm not rolling with the fact that, oh, we lost because we had a quick turnaround. I hate when people – it's different excuses you can make. But when it all comes down to it, man, when they throw that ball on the court, man, making plays, making adjustments in the seven-game series, man, that's all that matters at the end of the, end of the day. 
Anthony Davis injury did play a key role, but at the same time, it's like, fam, one, he probably shouldn't have even been out there in game six to begin with. And number two, okay, if Anthony Davis is down, you know what the motto is, next man up or next man up. I've been screaming that about the Lakers for the past two years in terms of playoff runs. Yo, Anthony Davis, LeBron James, healthy or not, they could do what they want to do. You know what I'm saying? Score. If they uh, hurt and they out, next man up. But either way, role players got to provide, man. Role players got to provide. They got to be willing and able to take that shot because you got Anthony Davis and LeBron James on the court. They're going to get double teamed, so they're going to kick the ball out. Your job is to hit that shot. You know what I'm saying? That's all I want to see from the role players and play defense. I said it last episode, great defense will lead to great offense in terms of my Lakers. But that wasn't the case at all, man. Um, Anthony Davis, like I said, injury. He played about five minutes in game six. He was out of there, and then pretty much the writing was on the wall at that point. Suns to a full advantage. Suns, Suns were in rhythm for the next three games after they lost game three, and there's nothing the Lakers can do about it, man. I mean, we just looked out of it. The defense never really showed up. Like I said last episode, the Suns had all day to shoot threes. Lakers wasn't trying to close in at all. Not enough scoring for my Lakers at all. LeBron did all he could do. LeBron just seemed uninterested. It became a point where LeBron was like, you know what, man, I just don't have the team to beat these guys. Like I said, you got a killer on the other side in Devin Booker. Chris Paul, you know what he's going to bring, injured or not. That was the one thing I felt like the Lakers got happy about. It was like, oh, Chris Paul injured. Chris Paul fought through that shit like it wasn't nothing, man. Everybody else stood, though. He put in everybody else's ear, yo, y'all, I'm not who I am right now. You know what I'm saying? My shoulder, uh, pain, you stepped up. Aiden, you step up. Booger, you keep doing what you're going to do. Crowder, you hit your shots. And we go get up out of here with the series, man. That's the mentality it seemed like the Phoenix Suns had. Ever since the game three loss, you know what I'm saying? That's why I wasn't mad at all seeing Chris Paul imitate LeBron doing the post-up play or Jay Crowder doing the salsa dance. Like, I didn't know what the meaning behind the salsa dance Jay Crowder was doing. But I was like, fam, for you to do the salsa dance, I, bro, you can, you can have it, man. You know what I'm saying? I like, fam, they was laughing at you game, game three. Fam, do the salsa. You know what I'm saying? I don't know what the meaning behind it, but if you can bust out a dance real quick, nine times out of ten, it's going to be the salsa dance. So I wasn't mad at that. You know what I'm saying? Showboat, do what you do, man. The Lakers deserved it, in my opinion. Uh, like I said, LeBron seemed interested in role players, coaching, no sense of urgency. And I, I can you can bet any amount of money with me if you want to on this. I'm positive the Lakers will make some roster changes during this offseason because it just they just seem uninterested. I mean, I don't know, man. That's when we miss Rondo. We miss Dwight Howard, Danny Green, JaVale McGee, the veterans, you know what I'm saying? The guys who've been there before. Kuzma Kuzma just seems like he's just alone for the ride at this point. If I can go back in time, I'll definitely add him in the trade with New Orleans. And just keep Brandon Ingram, you know what I'm saying? Easily. I said that before though. I get it, Kuzma big bigger body, but I say I say he don't got what Brandon Ingram got, man. He just can't develop that for some odd reason. He just seems so timid. Andre Drummond, he just there to be a body. He just he really didn't make no kind of difference. DeAndre Aiden definitely I played Drummond, if you ask me. Montrez Harrell, I don't get why Vogel didn't play him enough. I don't understand it. Like I said last 
uh, episode. He can give us some type of energy coming off the bench, man. He's a sixth man of the year last year. How is the sixth man of the of the year last year not getting enough playing time in this first round? I just don't get it. So, a lot to be left with for my Lakers, man. Uh, LeBron walking out the court, not giving people dap including Chris Paul, one of his best friends. In the other time, I mean, I got the same stance I did when he do when he does that type of thing, man, the sportsmanship. But when you got that Lakers jersey on, that comes with a certain type of pride, man. It's just certain shit. Me, as a Lakers fan, Lakers fan, by the way, of number eight, Kobe Bryant with the Afro, it's just certain shit that I just don't like seeing players do with that Lakers jersey on. And walking out the court, like, you got your ass beat, you got your ass beat. Shake them folks' hand. Give Devin Booker some words on camera. I see you took pictures with him in the back. Do that shit on camera. Chris Paul, everybody know y'all close friends. Do that shit on camera, man. You know what I'm saying? You take the L, man. Take the L like you take your championships. You know what I'm saying? Take it with grace. Go back to the locker room. Do what y'all do in the locker room. You know what I'm saying? But my Lakers, I would say great year, but, I mean, injuries and just the snowball effect from that, in this first series, just it's whatever with my Lakers, man. I mean, go to Cancun, get y'all vacation. Y'all, y'all deserve a vacation. LeBron, everybody, y'all deserve a vacation. But y'all got y'all vacation, so you know what I'm saying? So be it. Phoenix Suns, next series, facing Denver. Game one of that is tonight. Uh the Nuggets defeated Portland in six games. The biggest takeaway from that series, like I said, West Coast game, just a late start. But I did catch some of that. Tremendous, phenomenal performance from Dame Lillard, the two-overtime game. And now the question is now what Portland future holds. They got rid of their coach. And uh, I saw on NBA, on TNT, Shatton was, like, alluding to, like, yo, Dame Lillard, C.J. McCullum, you know what I'm saying, probably second-best backcourt in the league. What with You know what I'm saying, if Clay Thompson was healthy with him and Steph Curry. But they was like, yo, past two, three years, this hasn't worked out in the playoffs. It's time to part ways with that duo. But me personally, I think they're just missing. I think they're just missing a a great stretch for person, maybe. But when you got Dame Lillard, man, he can just go off a of 50 any given time, man. CJ McCullough, he, his consistency is here and there, man. They just missing some great role pieces, and I think they're missing a great stretch four, maybe, in my opinion. But that's the thing I'm looking forward to this whole offseason. Who like what team organizations are going to put the right players in in place for their star players? And I'm going to get to that a little bit more throughout this uh playoff talk. And Dane Lillard left a great question mark about his future with the Nipsey Hustle quote. Uh dedication meets preparation, you know what I'm saying? Basically, you know what I'm saying, just questioning, like, you know what I'm saying, how long should I stay dedicated, you know what I'm saying? And everybody like, well, is he leaving Portland, whoop de whoop And my thing about Dame Lillard in Portland, I believe he's going to stay because my, my one reason I believe why Dame Lillard is going to stay in Portland is because the Adidas headquarters is in Oregon, I believe, somewhere in Portland, Oregon, Adidas. And Dame is signed to Adidas. So that's the only reason I got that he's going to stay at uh, Portland. But I could be wrong, you know what I'm saying? I've had many suspicions of different players going to stay, and they end up dipping from their team. So we shall see on that. Uh, the Joker, uh, 
Joker from Denver should be announced as MVP eventually. I don't know why they keep holding off these MVP um, MVP award winners for the season. I mean, if that series would have went different, if Denver would have lost to Portland in that series, it would have been like another case of an MVP uh, player, you know what I'm saying, dipping out the playoffs kind of early. So I just wish they will hurry up with that process. In the Eastern Conference, the Hawks defeated the Knicks in five. The Knicks could just never find the rhythm, man, but it was a very entertaining series. And now the Hawks will face Philly in the next round. Yesterday they played. Uh, Philly defeated Wizards in five. Uh, Joel Embiid injury will be the key factor in this series. It was a crazy ending to yesterday's game one. The Hawks did get the victory. It was a chaotic last minute, like the – uh, Philadelphia just kept making a run. The Hawks just seemed like they just didn't want the game to end for some odd reason. So it was a wild ending, but the Hawks did sneak by, stole one in Philly for game one, and we shall see what happened in game two. But MB injury, we shall see how it goes. Ben Simmons, he's just not going to shoot a three ball, man. So <laughs> it should be another fun series with the Hawks, man. Uh, of course, like I said last episode, the Hawks, Knicks, had, was a very interesting series, and this one should be also. They had Triple H ring the bell with the, D, the DX shirt on. So as a wrestling fan, that was cool to see. Uh, the Bucks versus the Nets. Like I said before, the Bucks swept the uh, Heat. And the Nets, they beat the Celtics in five. The Nets took game one of this series. James Harden left with a hamstring injury. We're still waiting to hear word about that. And my main thing with this series is, of course, the Bucks, the Nets, uh, Eastern Conference matchup we all wanted to see in the playoffs. It's a time the Bucks finally grow up, man. Two-time MVP Giannis, his supporting cast has to step up. Chris Middleton, who was basically the number two guy on the team, he had a terrible game one. He shot six, six for 23. That's just not going to get it done against the Nets, man. Like I said last episode, those big three, like I said, Harden was out. You still got Kyrie and KD to deal with. You know what I'm saying? So Giannis has to grow up, and his supporting cast has to step up to the plate. It's time for the books to really show us something, man. You know what I'm saying? The playoffs. So this will be a big, big, uh, big, big task for them going up against the Nets. And like I said, we're still waiting to hear about James Harden injury with his hamstring. Going back to the West, the last, <clears throat> excuse me, the last first-round series ended yesterday. The Clippers defeated the Mavs in seven games. That was the only games that went to seven. Only series, I'm sorry, went to seven games. NBA history with that series, before yesterday, all the games were won. All the first six games were won by the away team, first time ever in NBA history. It was a back-and-forth series, all series long. Every game was back-and-forth. And my thing with the entire playoffs, now the Lakers are out the playoffs, I got to find something to keep me in tune with the playoffs, right? And I hate to be this guy because I always talk talk about the undisputed shows and the first take, how they always talk about the same thing over and over. And I'm sure they're not going to say it in the way they say it in terms basically how Stephen A. talks about the uh, Cowboys. I want to see, are the Clippers really like a train wreck uh, waiting to happen? Like, yeah, they're going to get the seven games against the Mavs. They're playing Denver this series. Let's see how that goes. 
But are they just like a train wreck waiting to happen? Like I said before, either way, I think Kawhi is out of there. We shall see, though. But I just want to see, like, they're going to do all this seven-game series to get to the point where, okay, now is your turn to really show us what you're made of, and they're just going to fall flat like they did in the bubble. That's what I'm really waiting to see. We shall see how that goes. Uh, speaking of yesterday's game, man, um, Luca needs help. He's another player who I want to see how does Mark Cuban and that organization put the pieces around Luca. Porzingis just seems like a flash in the pan at this time. I saw tweets about him yesterday. I was like, dang, like, it was like, yo, y'all remember Porzingis was supposed to be the guy and everything. And I'm like, man, you know what I'm saying? You just can't call it. He just had an off series, maybe, you know what I'm saying? Getting back in the rhythm of things. So I can't call it on that. It was dope to see Dirk Nowitzki, you know what I'm saying, at the game. Uh, Marcus Morris, Reggie Jackson stepped up bid for the Clippers. Role players, going back to that, like I was talking about with the Lakers. And that really made all the difference in the game. I saw the stat sheet. The Mavs bench only scored six points. The starters did enough, but the bench only scored six points, and the Clippers bench scores 27 points. So that really, well, Marcus, yeah, Marcus Morris had like 20-something points by himself coming off the bench. So, you know what I'm saying? Well, I don't think Marcus Morris came off the bench. Marcus Moore, I think Marcus Morris was a starter, I think, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I think Marcus Moore was a starter, I believe. So they did it. The uh, bench did what they needed to do, though. Either way, 27 points. I mean, you did what you needed to do. Uh, now, they, like I said, they're playing Utah. Utah Jazz defeated the Grizzly in five games. I didn't watch any of that game at all. Like I said, West Coast. Uh, salute to John Morant, though, man. He's one of the young guys I'm definitely paying attention to. Donovan Spider Mitchell, of course. And that's the thing about Spider Mitchell, man. He gets the love from around the league and everybody and he's in the market of utah that's the thing about like the utah market denver portland uh milwaukee these markets like it's a, it's a it's a thing now the market it does play a role but it's really all comes down to whether the weather climate if you want to ask me i mean milwaukee has a team but do you want to go up there to milwaukee to play denver utah do you want to take on that kind of weather to go play up there, Detroit. You know, certain markets like, dang, I, I could flourish here, but at the same time, I want to be comfortable where I stay at. The L.A. sun, the Florida sun, Atlanta, Texas, and all that. So that's a dope thing about Utah. They, they are a winning team. Utah and Denver are winning teams. It's just the, the market and the weather climate, really, I think that has a lot of people like, uh, I would I would rock with y'all, but I kind of enjoy this sun at the same time. So, you know what I'm saying? It's going to be a great two-round, I mean, second round of the NBA playoffs. Like I said, my Lakers, man. I mean, I saw the writing on the wall. I mean, I wasn't – I ain't going to lie to y'all. I wasn't. Game six, I was like, okay, we lost. But it goes back to the same thing, like I said, with Ohio State, man, the effort. You know what I'm saying? The effort. That's what I pay attention to the most. The score is the score, but you can see body language and everything. It's just like, fam, they know. When you got people doing the salsa on your court, <laughs> you know what I mean? The writing is on the wall, man. But like I said before, I do expect my Lakers to make a few roster changes 
this offseason. And we shall see. I still have the Nets winning it all. We shall see how uh, James Harden injury pans out. The Clippers, I want to see. Are they a train wreck waiting to happen? That's my main thing I want to see with these NBA playoffs with the Clippers. Is it really a train wreck waiting to happen? But some good NBA playoff games still going on. Make sure you guys tune in. Y'all want to appreciate everybody for tuning in. This has been episode 126, Stash House Podcast. Make sure you guys go out. Have a great week. Stay safe. I'll catch y'all here same time next week. Keep me in your prayers. I'll do the same for y'all.